I am Carly Savjo from This Is Reno, and this is part four of a five-part audio series focusing on women who own businesses in Midtown Reno. Midtown is sometimes called the heart of Reno. This is not only because it is nestled in the middle of the city, but also because of the collection of local shops, restaurants, bars, and body art parlors. Each reflect the city's creative and eclectic soul. Soup is a restaurant that is nestled in the middle of Midtown in a small brick house that much like Black Hole Body Piercing would fit right in with the rest of Reno's Old Town residential areas. Though they offer a variety of foods, the restaurant is primarily focused around one dish. So we opened Soup, it'll be 12 years this year. We opened Soup in August of 2007. For the fourth part of this series, I headed down to Soup on a hot summer afternoon. I met with Casey Christensen, one part of the husband and wife duo, along with Christian Christensen, who run the popular Midtown Eatery. We talked about her part in the Midtown community, her experience as a female business owner, and what it was like to operate a restaurant. I then moved to Hawaii when I was 17, and I met my husband there, Christian, and I actually picked him up hitchhiking, which is kind of ridiculous, but also awesome. <laughs> yeah, kind of funny. So <laughs> yeah. we've been together for, um, it'll be 19 years this year, and have worked together for a good majority of that time, which is kind of fun. <laughs> and we've worked together, both of us have been in food and beverage for a long time, so that kind of, we did a private chef business for a while, and we moved to Colorado, and then ended up back here in Reno, which is his hometown. Like I said, did the private chefing for a while and decided to open the restaurant after that. About, like, why soup? Why, do you, why did you guys... I think we wanted to, we knew we wanted to do something with food. We knew we wanted to stay in the culinary industry. And so many, we also knew one day we wanted to have a family and wanted to be able to have a little freedom from it. And a lot of the really crazy chef-driven restaurants, you're, you're there every day of every shift of every hour looking for them. And they expect to see your faces there. And so this was something that we felt there was a need for. You know, we... We wanted something that was casual and fun. I think sometimes food can get complicated, and the more we keep it simple and easy and just approachable, and that was kind of what we found with soup, was let's do something that's easy and approachable and also a little underrated. You know, people forget about how fun soup can be. Interesting. It, it's nice for me because I, sh I do it with my husband, which mm -hmm. is great that we both get to share in it. Mm -hmm. But I think all in all, women in any type of workforce, it's it's a little different for us. You know, I think especially when you're trying to deal with it in so many ways, we're, we're coming out of that, but in so many ways it was a man's world as far as like, you know, setting up business accounts and handling things a lot of people are set in this old trap of like, oh, let me talk with the man, mm -hmm. which is such bullshit. But um, it's really great to see that there's a lot more women that are opening up their businesses and following passions and making it happen and realizing that they are just as able to do it as a man is. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're all capable, you know, of doing whatever that we feel passionate about and we want to do. And, and so... You know, I think there are some hurdles because of maybe old stereotypes or ways of thinking that you have to push beyond sometimes. But I've found that being assertive and being yourself and, and doing those things that you really have that passion for is are easier to open doors and easier to get through, you know. And then you have a lot of people on the opposite that maybe they're like, oh, you're a female business owner, I really want to support you. Because I feel like we're starting to get into that 
time, you know. One thing that's funny talking about the, the female business owner thing is that, so I have a son, my husband and I, we have a son who's six. So now he's on summer break, which has been really interesting, juggling a kiddo on summer break with work. Yeah. So he comes to school or comes to work with us and we'll hang out here at the restaurant and he'll come on catering jobs with me and all of that. And, and I think there's something that we as women can teach our kids too about hey when you own a business and you're working hard mom can do a little bit of mom and dad do a little bit of all these things so like with Christian and I he came in early this morning and then I took Soren to that uh the art meeting Um, so he came with me there and then he came to the restaurant with us and then later afternoon he Christian took him and did stuff so it's a lot of give and take that I think most families have to do too and it's the same for business owners that you're juggling a lot and you're you know balancing it's all about balance between motherhood and and business and life outside of that too but it's been wonderful and it's been an amazing process to go through this and and I'm grateful for my husband we make a really good team you know so I'm I'm grateful to have him and us working together through it because it's not just him and not just me. It's definitely a a joint effort for sure. (laughs) I asked Casey about her involvement in Midtown. Yeah. So um, I serve on the board for the Midtown District as the president and I did events before that. So I helped do that for a couple years and um, we have this little organization of Midtown District where we tried to band all these like members and businesses together to try to support one another and work with the city to try to improve the area and help with getting infrastructure support, you know, even like with the Virginia Street Project, having a say in some of those things so it's not just the big wigs deciding what our community is going to look like and what the face of it's going to look like. So we try to be a voice for the community and the businesses to say hey we'd like this and we'd like that we want it to look like this and let's include art and let's make it um you know walkable and let's have benches and sidewalks that are bigger than 18 inches so um I get to do some work there and then I just you know try to be a good citizen and go to city council meetings and listen and lend a voice that hopefully speaks for other people too that might not have the ability to go or maybe don't want to be as involved so yeah it's one of those things that um you know it's 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 so needed some of those upgrades to infrastructure like I was talking about we have 18 inch sidewalks with a telephone pole right in the middle of it Mm -hmm. and so you know somebody in a wheelchair can't get through that way and it's not safe so those things are really important it's It's difficult in that construction is by nature difficult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that we're dealing with and trying to keep people coming here and keep people down here. But the construction company, S&C, has been really wonderful and helping us out a lot through this process and trying to make it as painless as possible as far as communication and mm-hmm. you know Lynn from SNC who helps coordinate everything is like hey we're going to be closing down this part and you might have to do this this way so the communication with them has been really good and you know RTC has tried to help too um, with making things smoother you know once we finally started working with like the city arts department we knew we really wanted this project to have more than just be a transit project. Mm-hmm. And so once we got the city arts involved, we were able to add some more art into the project, which is really important for us is make it, keep it quirky, keep it fun. Like don't just do it so bland and, mm-hmm. you know, don't make it just about buses. Mm-hmm. So 
that's been really good. But I'm excited for what it's going to be in the end. I think it's so fun to watch it grow and watch it expand. And I'm so proud of it and, and what has happened here. And it's been something that is organically grown over the years. You know, when when we first opened up here, there wasn't a whole lot happening outside of like bars and tattoo shops and a couple of places like that. But it's been so cool to see um, small business owners move into this area for one because the rents were cheaper and we could afford it and then there was a lot of space that was available and start to do something creative and new unique and follow their passion which is I think what a lot of Midtown is is just a lot of really passionate business people that are trying to showcase and, and you know display what they do and they love and so to watch it grow and expand and see the community really enjoying it and being a part of it too is just awesome. I love that it feels a need that, you know, downtown has its gaming stuff and all of that, but, you know, I really feel like Midtown and, and what we do here is more what the community's real face looks like. You know, it, I, gambling and all of that is great for tourism, but this is, I think, what people will come to Reno for even more so than the gambling you know and and this is what I think people that live here want to be in this area because it's fun and it's exciting and it's real you know I think that's something about it Midtown is very real and it's a little gritty and it's not perfect but it's it's you know you feel at home I think when you come to this area Look forward to the final part of the series where we'll talk to Jessica Schneider, the owner of Junkie, a funky clothing store in Lower Midtown, Reno. 